Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta Passion. The story of this cigar dates back almost a year, during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras. We witnessed the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the US. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Passion at jrcigars.com. Get ready for Smoke Night Live with Massa Sensei. All right, boom, here we go, boom. Jordan. We are live. We are live. This is episode 246, Jordan, of Smoke Night Live. And it is Friday. It's Friday Night Herf on the dojo. All the good stuff that we like to do. All, every Friday, all the good stuff happens. We've got a studio audience. Things are starting to open back up here in the States, Jordan. Things are starting to... Return to semi-normal. For us, that never changed because we live in the studio. That's true. That is true. But still, it's nice to have a studio audience back. We are keeping our proper social distancing protocols in check, are we not? We should bring that studio audience cam back. We, we need to show that we have one. We're just bragging like as if we have one. Can, we, can we wait on the cam? But we actually, lose, I like, think <laughs> I can... Uh, <laughs> I think I can pipe in a little bit of the audience into the show here. Oh, let's pipe it. Oh, listen to that. I hear that. There we go. Hey, folks. So they're there. They're there. Get this. Matt. Wait, Matt. Stay on the microphone, Matt. Okay, I'm here. Matt, Cigar Barbecue is this Sunday. Sunday. It's the 10th annual Cigar Barbecue. And if you've never participated in a cigar barbecue, here's how it works. You just barbecue from your house and share pictures on the dojo all day long and use hashtag CigarBecue2020. If you don't know how to spell cigar barbecue, go to the website, check out the event page. Here's the thing. We're going to be giving away prizes all day long, and they're amazing prizes from Drew Estate is sponsoring cigar barbecue this year. Uh, the grand prize winner gets a Weber grill. A Weber grill. Weber, it's a lifetime grill. And the grill itself has Drew Estate graphics in the grill. There, there Jordan's is. showing it right now. So oh, man, there it sick. is. That is the grand prize. So how do you win, you ask? Well, here's what we're looking for. We're looking for creative posts, you know, that uh, show that you're into the spirit of cigar barbecue. And we're going to pick three of those really creative, either funny, artistic, otherwise interesting posts. And three people are going to win. One person is going to win that incredible Drew Estate Weber grill. Uh, I believe another person, uh, there's two other prizes, like sub prizes, like runner-up prizes. They're not Weber grills, but they're super cool. I think one of them is a... Uh, a ashtray from Drew Estate. It might be a, uh, I forget, uh, Jack told me which ashtray it was. Jack, if you're watching, 
post that in the uh, Facebook timeline right now because I forget. And then there's also a League of Nine kit that you can get. That's another one of the prizes. So there's going to be prizes all day long. Uh, Jordan and Juan Cancel will be doing a old-fashioned demonstration live sometime that it's day. It's going down. Randy Griggs is going to be posting images starting Saturday of his food preparation and then how he grills and and all of that on Sunday. So that'll be fun to watch. He's going to be doing some Facebook Live videos and stuff. Robbie Raz is going to be homebrewing. He's going to be posting some stuff on his home. So that's the kind of stuff that we want to see, guys. You know, show us that you're into Cigar BQ, that you're celebrating along with us, even though you're not physically with us. Right, Jordan? Yeah. You're not physically with us, but you're you're with us. And that's kind of how it is every year, but it makes more sense this year. This year just seems to make more sense. And people ask, like, how could you possibly be doing the 10th annual Cigar BQ? The dojo hasn't been around 10 years. Well, let me tell you this. Uh, we started doing this before, Jordan, there was ever... Maybe we even came up with the idea for the dojo at a cigar barbecue. It's possible. It's possible. So it's <laughs> going to be a blast. We just go all day. So you start whenever is comfortable to you and end whenever is comfortable to you. There's no rules. Just have fun. Just make sure to use the hashtag so I can find the best posts of the day, which will be a blast. Uh, guys, I'm heading to Las Vegas next week, Jordan. What? I'm heading to Las Vegas. I'm you going. You can still do that. I'm me and the wife are hopping in the car. We're driving to Las Vegas to go to Kevin Acuff's wedding and his beautiful bride to be Barbara. We're gonna hang out there in Vegas with those guys at the wedding, which means Jordan mm. that next what week's show I will be broadcasting from Vegas, and next week's show is the Dojo Hall of Fame inductee show who is going to make it into is that the show where randy griggs gets into the hall of fame that could be we'll find out we don't know if randy griggs gets into the hall i mean he's really pushing hard hopefully not he's really really pushing hard so we'll see who we'll see who makes it into the hall of fame on a week from tonight so that should be a really fun show hey if you're watching right now guys oh jordan you know what we need Hmm. we need a cigar Yes, I am cigarless. So me and Jordan are going to, uh, I'm going to bust open this box. box. Look at this gorgeous box. (laughs) This box comes from the uh, Managua Airport. That thing looks like it weighs like, you know, a good 20 pounds. Is that sexy or what? (laughs) We're going to talk a lot more about the cigar on the show. But let's start, Jordan, by smoking one. Should I go? Let me open it on the show here. Yeah, I need one of Crack that open there. And just take a look, guys. Imagine yourselves, imagine your own self opening this box. <laughs> it looks similar. Look at that. That is, that, it doesn't get better than that, folks. Individual slots. Oh, okay, here we go. Give me one. Ow! All right. All right, Jordan. So I'm going to fire that up That does look sexy. I'm going to fire up this numero uno before we bring our guest on. Um, get this, guys. If you share the show right now, if you share this show right now on Facebook to your own timeline, somebody is going to win this uh, Hoya de Nicaragua uh, Antonio sampler box. So just share it right now, and I'll go through all the shares, and I'll pick a random winner. I think that has, like, all the Antonios in it, right? It does. It has all the Antonios in it. Connecticut. Connecticut. The OG. The OG. And the dark. Dark. The something else. That's it, right? Anyways, just share this right now. 
And you have a chance to win this bad boy. I'm giving this this no warning, Jordan. No warning. Just boom, do it, and you could be a winner. So that's how that works. Easy. All right, let me. Uh, you don't have to take a. You don't have to do like a Photoshop lesson. Uh, I gotta say, Jordan, we're getting super close. We're getting super close to the new Dojo app. Now, folks, <laughs> me and Jordan have been working it's on so the new cool. Dojo app with the developers in Croatia for uh, almost a year now. Well, maybe more than a year, really, if you count all yeah. the all of the pre-planning and stuff. But guys, it's coming soon. The new Dojo app is coming soon. Now, I gotta tell you. It's a whole new experience. You think the Dojo app is fun right now. I love it, but it's limited. There's only certain features that it can do, and we can't update it thanks to Apple, thanks to Facebook, thanks to a bunch of other factors. So we redeveloped the Dojo app from the ground up, and it's going to be an entirely new experience, and it's going to blow your guys' mind now. I get it. There's some guys that love Jordan. There's always guys that just love. Nobody likes change. Nobody first, likes you know? change. But it's scary. Trust me when I tell you. A, we have to do it. There's no options. We have to change. We have to move on. We gotta. We gotta get out of this. Well, there's some things that we've wanted the dojo to do for six years that we haven't been able to do because we've been stuck in this weird limbo. I mean, it's called the dojo. It should act like a dojo, right? And it's going to act a lot more like a dojo. Imagine imagine earning your white belt. Imagine earning your black belt. What will that take, Jordan? Maybe you'll even get uh, physical prizes for doing so. Maybe. Who knows? But anyways, i got to pump you guys up because this is going to be revolutionary. It's going to be an all-new experience. It's going to change the dojo forever. And I would say, Jordan, it's going to change the cigar industry forever. Maybe you smoke a lot of Hoya de Nicaragua and you want some proof of that. You get, maybe you get a Hoya badge and you get to share that around. It's going to be epic. And by the way, here we go. I'm lighting up my numero uno right now. And while I'm doing that, let's bring on our guest, ladies and gentlemen, Juan Martinez, the executive president of Hoya de Nicaragua. Welcome to the show, Juan. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great, brother. Thank you for having me. And I have to say that intro was was exciting, man. <laughs> uh, I, I wish I sometime in the future I could be there physically to enjoy that that vibe that you guys have in that show, man. Um, thank you very much for having me. It's a no, great pleasure. No, I mean uh, it's basically Saturday Night Live in here. <laughs> we've we've <laughs> we've had you on the show before, but we love bringing you back onto the show. Juan, uh, this is exciting. Um, I see that you're smoking the same thing that Jordan and I are smoking. And we're going to talk more about this uh, cigar as we get into the show. Uh, what do you got? What do you got drinking? What do you got pairing with your uh, numero uno tonight? Well, uh, I was looking forward to having some uh, bourbon tonight. Uh, unfortunately, as because of the lockdown, I haven't been able to get my hands on a proper bottle of, 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 uh, of bourbon. So I'm actually doing the rum flor de caña 12 years that never fails never fails i usually don't pair it uh, a lot with flor de caña but right now it's a it's a good moment to do so hey you know uh i gotta tell you when you're when you're in nicaragua <laughs> the flor de caña that's that flows like it flows like water from a fountain that stuff down there right i mean it's it is it does. other than tonya yeah. it is the drink of choice it, it is. It is. <laughs> so I, before we begin, man, yes. I want to thank you once again for, for, for all your 
uh, your friendship and all the kind words that you always give to, to Hoya Nicaragua and the family. And of course, that beautiful intro with the numero uno box. But I want to uh, bump you up with the sharing uh, invitation that you made. You gave away a box of Antaños. Yes. And I'm going to add to your giveaway oh. uh, a, copy, a copy of our book, uh, oh. Cinco Decadas. Because we cannot give away cigars as you can, uh, can share this beautiful masterpiece uh, of a book. So if you share, you pick someone and uh, you let me know, and uh, they'll get a copy of our Cinco Decas book. Wow. We have one of these books, and Look they at... are the real deal. So talk a little, let's talk a little real quick since you brought it up, Juan. Let's talk a little bit about that book. It is, it is like legit, like coffee table material, folks. Like you put this on your coffee table. You know, I only have a couple books, cigar books. And that's one of them, Jordan. We had the uh, the J- we had Bobby Newman on a few weeks ago. Yes, and they have that beautiful book um, that we showed on the show. Exactly. But this one now now let's say Juan, you didn't win this prize. Can people? How do people get their hands on this book if they didn't win the prize? Can they, can people get it? Yes, yes, they can. One uh, right now. Well, if, if they can share and get the, the hands, that's great. Right now, it's actually live for free reading. We open it up for free reading online at a special webpage so that people could spend, you know, their quarantine time uh, reading and entertaining themselves and their friends. It's at a webpage that we call www.astoryofresilience.com. Wow. Uh, you, you sign up there and you get the, 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 the book. It's not on Kindle uh, because it's not an ebook, but we wanted the, the, the digital experience of the book itself. So you have it, you know, that's a, a lot of imagery about Nicaragua, the whole experience. So we try to replicate that as much as we could. So right now you can find it online for free reading. Uh, and we're working as we speak to get it, uh, physical copies, uh, hard book copies, hardcover copies on Amazon very, very soon. So once we have those uh, on Amazon, you'll, you'll be able to, to get them dire- there directly. Fantastic. And speaking of that, now, Juan, that came out last year, right? The 50th anniversary year? It actually came in 2018. Okay, oh, so it was, the, it was like, the, but it was sort of like it was sort of leading up to last year's sort of fiftieth. It was kind of it was released at like shop exclusive events, right? And then last year was an actual release you could get. Yes, exactly. We were slowly like sharing it with people. It was sort of the, a culmination of a few years of of work that we wanted uh, to celebrate the fifty years with with a great product beyond the cigars themselves, and uh, that was what it came out to be. A beautiful book. Uh, hopefully, we're going to start working on the second edition because, of course, you know, things change. You have a lot of improvements that you can do, and we need to print uh, another run. So we're going to be working on the second edition of that book very soon. And that sort of leads us into our first topic, Juan, which is um, you guys had an amazing year. The 50th year was incredible. Like, you were our factory of the year that year. You won factory of the year from a, a bunch of different out, uh, media outlets, uh, you guys hit the ground run. I mean, it was an amazing 50th year. Our, your Hoya Silver was our number two cigar of the year. You had a bunch of accolades. And typically, typically when you have a year like that, it's re- very difficult to follow it up. Um, however, you guys did follow it up in a huge way. And this, I, I don't want to say that we were surprised because that almost sounds like an uh, insult. But in a way, it was sort of surprising that the, the follow-up year that you had just this past year in 2019 was maybe 
just as big. You had the number one cigar of the year on Half Wheel uh, with the Antonio CT. You had the number one cigar of the year with, with us, which was, of course, the numero uno that we're smoking right now. One of the best cigars that I've ever had in my life. Like, this is literally in my, in my top five of, of best cigars. But maybe you could talk just a little bit, Juan, about how the two years back-to-back, I mean, that was incredible. You know, it's it's hard to describe because it's sort of like when you go to a party and you have a blast and, <laughs> right. uh, you know, you wake up the next day and you say, you can't top that, you know, <laughs> right. big hangover emotionally, physically. And then suddenly you just pick it up again and, 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 and you realize that you're on, on, on having as much fun as, as you were in the, the night before. You know, you, we all have that 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 great evening uh, once in a while. Um it's it's hard to say, you know. I think it's a it's a, a result of of many factors. Um, one of the things that it's obvious it's uh, it wasn't because we got necessarily lucky, or it was because uh, it, it, you know some external factors that someone gave us something out of favor because we were turning fifty, so the old guys are getting their you know their farewell present or whatever. It's on the contrary. I think we were we've been working hard as a company for for many many years now, trying to to build. Not only a institution in the cigar industry, not only a world-renowned cigar brand with a solid portfolio of products, a great partners, uh, great partners both uh, cigar-wise and supplier and and, and customer-wise, uh, and of course you know that we've invested a lot in also in marketing and communication in trying to rebuild and re- re- reconstruct the image of of this factory that has been around for for, for many decades. Um, and I think that's sort of like the payoff of that effort that we've been putting in from from the ground up for for almost a decade now, um, trying to 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 make this a leader leading company in the cigar world, in particular Nicaragua. And I have to say, you know, it's uh, it's in the beginning it was sort of like uh, uh, the the high tide raises all ships, and as Nicaragua was becoming popular. Oh yeah, Nicaragua was becoming more popular because you know Nicaragua cigars are becoming popular now. But we had the blessing of having a leadership role, a pioneering role in that in that in that process of building a country identity for cigars. And um, I think that's a continuation of that. I think uh, the success of Hoya and Nicaragua is just the reflection of the hard work, the perseverance of the people that make the company, uh, the people that work with us. And also the success of the Nicaraguan cigar industry. We wouldn't have done it if it wasn't because, you know, of the great tobacco growers, uh, the great band makers in Esteli nowadays, uh, the great cigar makers themselves, and obviously the great competition that pushes us uh, to be better every day. You know, mm. we wake up every day trying, how do we make things better? We're not aspiring to win awards, to be fair, and it's hard to say it once you have the awards in your hand, but we don't work. Uh, to, to, to win awards. Uh, we work because we really enjoy and appreciate what we do. Uh, we love what we do from the cigar to the people who enjoy our cigars. Um, and if you have the recognition because you're doing it good, it's fantastic. You know, it makes it even better. And having those recognitions was, was, was superb. I have to say in 2018, not only did you guys recognize us, but it was, we didn't, we didn't only get one cigar on the top. We got, Three different brands. We got uh, Antonio Gran Reserva on Cigar Aficionado. We got uh, Hoya Silver on Cigar Journal. We got uh, 
uh, cinco décadas, and we got number one, número uno, uh, and we got factory of the year. So it wasn't a fluke. And together with that, we got partners like Steve Saka, who also got fine awards with cigars that made at our factory. Right. And the same the following year. So, you know, we got Antonio Sete as number one with Half Wheel, numero uno with you guys. Uh, so it showcases that it's not one product. So it wasn't just, you know, we got lucky with one hit, you know, one hit wonder. It was consistent hard work right. that, that, that we've been doing for years. And, and to be fair, what you guys enjoyed last year as, as a cigar that you gave it number one is a cigar that we've been working for the past two, three, four years. So, you know, it takes time. Right. It takes time. It takes time to get the product there, to get it at the point that you want it uh, to showcase the values and, this, and the quality and the image that you want to show off with your, with your brand. Now, Juan, some companies actually have – I see a lot of companies with sort of the strategy of – you know, almost like taking a year off, not taking a year off, but, you know, they'll have like a few big releases in a year and then the next year, let it percolate they kind of let it percolate a little bit. And then a year later, they sort of like skip a year and then they come back with some releases. So like you guys didn't do that. And there was a chance theoretically that the, the so the numero uno could have sort of been overlooked because you had such a big year the, the year before and people might say, oh, you know, we've we kind of did the Hoya thing last year. Let's not do that. But like this cigar is just uh, it's unignorable like you cannot <laughs> ignore this cigar so talk us through a little bit specifically about this cigar and its history because it has a kind of an interesting history and where it how it got to be where it is today and folks if you haven't had this thing take it from me man i mean you know i don't jordan i don't i don't often like gush over cigars like this, but I, do, I don't think. Yeah, you're right. I do gush over this Sometimes cigar. Sometimes you gotta. But Juan, give us a little bit of the story on this guy, this numero uno here. Let me let me start with an anecdote about uh, when when he got number one in 2018. That that cigar wasn't for sale. So when Charlie Minato called me in the morning to tell me that in the afternoon they were gonna release the number one and that we had gotten numero uno. Uh, I was like, are you are you serious, brother? Are you serious? Are you gonna do this to us? The only cigar that we don't sell. We have so many other cigars. We don't sell it, and you're gonna. Nah, that's fine. It went on beautiful. Thanks. The next year, and this was in the beginning of this year, uh, he calls me up. Hey, hey, Juan. Hey, what's up, Charlie? Uh, so you're gonna get number one again? And I was like, no, you're not serious, man. It's like. <laughs> So my point and, and what I want to tell you is first, uh, it was unbelievable to get that call twice, uh, two consecutive years from, uh, you know, from Charlie, especially. Um, but we don't work. And you said that some companies percolate their, their, their success, if you want, from what you know. We've actually never thought about that. And we've never worked uh, thinking that one product would be successful while the rest might be OK and not. We just uh, sort of worked hard and trying to get things that people appreciate and enjoy and if they do well beautiful if they don't do well well we continue on forward we actually have always had the mentality since very early on that awards and ratings can make you but they cannot break you mm. meaning they can make you really successful but if you don't have it that doesn't mean that you're not gonna be successful uh, just give me one second that i have a cameo here with my daughter that oh. she wants to say something oh nice there uh -huh. we go we get a we get a little we get a peek behind the curtain here, people. A little peek behind the curtain. 
Okay, she she suddenly became shy. Okay. okay? So. Sorry, this is this is uh, where the discipline starts right here. This is, this is live on air, live on air discipline about to got to go down. Uh, but, but go to mommy. <laughs> there you go, folks. That's as live That's as it gets. It. Right there. It's having, she's having an argument with her sister. About go to gonna, mommy. So, uh, go to, get mommy to solve that one. <laughs> I'm not gonna get involved with that one. Um, so. Uh, about numero uno, man. Uh, is this is one of those stories that uh, it's it's fun to tell because it also showcases a little bit of the interesting intricacies of of our industry. You know, uh, most of the times we work really really hard to get you know our whole effort in getting a, a product to be appreciated in the market. So we invest a lot in in in, in the packaging in the blend itself. We try to get the, the you know, the most exotic tobaccos around there and start the, the whole process. But this project actually didn't start that way because it was never intended to be sold for regular market. It was actually sold, uh, it was actually produced to be gifted. Right. Uh, so as, as my father, who is uh, Dr. Cuenca, who is the chairman of the company who has been, who acquired Hoya in Nicaragua in 1992, uh, he's, he's sort of well known here in Nicaragua. And, um, he has a good. He's always had good relationship with with the governments uh, in the past. So once in a while, you know, they would call him up and say, "We have a trip, or we have a visitor coming from." And um, you still hear me? I can still hear you. Okay. Can you, can you I think it switched from your headphones to your computer, maybe. So he was getting uh, constant requests uh, about uh, cigars. So people would travel abroad and they would take, you know, rum for the caña. They would take uh, coffee. They would take uh, chocolates to wherever they went. And they would wanted to take cigars. So we would gift them. They would, we would give them a box of Antaños, Antaño de Arcorojo, or a box of classical, whatever we had at hand at that time. But the problem was that we, we didn't know really who was getting those cigars. It could be a Chinese diplomat or, you know, a Russian uh, minister of something. So... A few years ago, we decided to create a special product that would, you know, cater for the ambassadors and the diplomats. And it was basically a gift. We produced uh, a few thousands of those cigars. We made a, a really nice five-count box with a Nicaraguan emblem on it. And that would be our gift. And they would travel around the world and they would give that gift. So in 2007, Jonathan from Drew Estate comes and says, guys, we need to do something special with Hoya in 2018. Give us something that nobody else can get. And, okay, you say, we have this product, which is really, really nice. It looks nice. It's really enjoyable. Let's give it out. So it became an event-exclusive cigar for Hoya Nicaragua in 2018. So if you went to a uh, Drew Estate in Hoya Nicaragua event in that year, you would probably have gotten one of these cigars when you made a purchase or whatever. You know, you could get a hat or uh, so 2018, we did hundreds of events, especially celebrating the 50 years, and a lot of people got to enjoy it. Uh, we actually got the first call from a retailer in, in Chicago and said, hey, guys, we need that cigar. We want that cigar. <laughs> This is before uh, Half Wheel had done the review. So we said, no, man, I'm sorry. This is not a production line. We're not. It's not for sale. We don't even have boxes, and we have this, uh, you know, simple band that, that – uh, showcases the Nicaraguan emblem 
And uh, eventually, Charlie got uh, the guys at Half, Half Wheel got their hands on it, and uh, they reviewed it. They loved it. They liked it, and eventually, they got it number one. Uh, and again, as, when I got the call, I said to Charlie, "Really, man, you're mm -hmm. giving uh, an award for a cigar that we don't sell? That's like the worst blessing." For you. <laughs> Honor and, 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 and you know a huge privilege to get the recognition, but not being able to sell the cigar was terrible. Yeah, that's like that's like finding you know a great pair of you know roller skates and you've got no legs. I mean, you know what are you gonna do? What? It's just something like so, that. Jordan. So we we, we sure. rushed it. We rushed it. Uh, we immediately started working on the packaging because we got we started getting emails, uh, you know, phone calls from everybody. And we we launched it to market in mid 2000 uh, mid 2019 actually last year um, the same cigar the exact same cigar as was giving out uh, for the diplomats the same cigar we just uh, repackaged it and gave it the official name of, of numero uno which was also very appropriate for for having you know been named cigar of the year in 2018 the cigar itself is is I think it's a it's a fabulous cigar uh, I tried to talk about it because in a way it's a relatively um, humble smoke it's not designed to be you know terribly intimidating it's, it was designed for someone who had never smoked a cigar or who enjoys cigars it was designed for 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 that person who you who, who you don't know what what they smoke you know what they smoke you don't know it's gonna be a gift uh, but we tried to do a lot of love put a lot of love and dedication into the cigar because we really wanted it to be appreciated and thank God it's it's been well appreciated. It's a cigar that has a Connecticut shade wrapper uh, from grown in Ecuador, and the rest of the tobaccos in it are from Nicaragua. Uh, the fillers are from Nicaragua, and the binder is also from Nicaragua. So I think it's a it's a delicious smoke, as you well put it. It's a cigar that, although mild to medium, which is uh, uncharacteristic for what most people know Hoya Nicaragua about, generally for full-bodied strong cigars. Uh, this one is a, it's a fantastic smoke. So we're very honored to have gotten that uh, recognition by you guys and, and of course, by, by, by Happy, too. Now, Juan, um, you guys, before this cigar came out, you had recently come out with the Classico in, in the American market again. Um, and there's times where guys will say that the Numero Uno is perhaps the same blend as the Classico. Uh, is... Is there anything to that? Is there, there similar primings? Is there more select tobaccos in the Numero Uno, or are they, are they just totally different cigars? No, I, I would say it's based on the Classico on the, in the sense that it uh, uses a Connecticut shade wrapper and Nicaraguan fillers, which is very similar. The difference is that, of course, the primings and the quality of the tobaccos is substantially different. This is what we call part of our obras maestras, and as we were doing it in a small lot originally, we wanted to have only the best of the best. So it's rolled by the best. Uh, this is not an easy sh shape of cigar to make also. It's, it's not as thin as a Lancero, but it's, it's thin enough to be uh, risky to, 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 to construct. Um, and it uses only our, our, some of our best tobaccos or fillers. You know, it's using our, uh, some of our leaks from the Jalapa, our first crop from the Jalapa in 2014 from our Jalapa farm. Uh, and I would say that the Classico, it's more on the peppery side and more on the bitter side than, than this one. Uh, I think this one's smoother, it's creamier, it has uh, more flavor notes than, than the Classico itself. The Classico is more towards the mild extreme end. Mm -hmm. 
I, I smoked them back to back. I smoked the uh, Classico before the show started, and now I'm smoking this. And they there is a very clear difference. Now the Classico is is very tasty as well, but this is so much more complex on a by a, a magnitude of quite a bit. <laughs> That's quite a <laughs> quite a bit, <laughs> Jordan. That's a technical <laughs> term for you. So uh, before we go to commercial, Juan, and thank you for explaining the uh, difference there with the numero uno. Uh, nor so we wanted to. We'd normally do this at the trade show, and there is no trade show this year. And plus, I don't know if you guys are going to be there anyways. And we were going to do this at TPE in in end of January, but you guys weren't there. So I'm just going to do it virtually here. We're going to present to you what? live on the air the trophy for the number one cigar of the year. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that sexy. Look at that sexy trophy, Jordan. This is when I uh, play the old uh, audience. Da 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 da. So, uh, congratulations to the whole team—not just you, Juan, but everybody at the factory and everybody in in production and distribution and you name it—they all had a hand in it. So, we will get you this trophy. I'll, I'll send this down to uh, I'll send this down to Miami. Is that and like the Stanley Cup where it just gets like passed around or Yeah, they'll they'll all kiss it and they'll walk <laughs> around with it. It'll be incredible. Um but they'll have to wear their masks, of course. Yeah, so. Of course. Yeah. But thank you very much, man. It's quite an honor. That's a beautiful award. And be sure that we're gonna showcase it properly uh at the factory. So anybody that comes knows that uh, this is the Cigar Dojo Award, man. Thank you very much. Oh, you bet. All right, Jordan. Uh, this show is sponsored by JR Cigars, one of the world's largest online cigar stores. JR's inventory ranges from everyday bundled cigars to incredibly high-end boxes, including the brand-new exclusive Romeo and Julieta Passion. Don't forget to check out their social media pages, including YouTube, where they feature cigar reviews, interviews, and their famous weekly top five videos. Check out JR Cigars for all of your premium cigar needs. Hey, we're back. This is episode 246 of Smoke Night Live. We're sitting here talking with Juan Martinez and uh, Voya de Nicaragua having a good time. Uh, it's a Friday night, Friday night. Herf Jordan, we got some topics to go over. One, of those, one of those topics, Juan, is this interesting uh, partnership with Drew Estate. So here's Hoya de Nicaragua, one of the, the oldest... A cigar factory in Nicaragua, one of the factories that put, you know, Nicaraguan tobacco on the map. Uh, you guys do things in a very traditional manner at the factory. If you go and visit, uh, everything in the factory is set up in a very traditional way that you might expect, the way the rollers are and the bunchers are and everything. And then you have this partnership with Drew Estate, and there's this just interesting juxtaposition of these two companies Juan, uh, talk about this interesting partnership that you have with this ultra-modern company in Drew Estate that is, you know, creating cigars like the Waif, you know, and, and then you guys are a more... Infamous Waif. The infamous Waif, and you guys are this very traditional company. I, I mean, I can, I, I can only, like, uh, you know, imagine it to be like, you know, Tony Bennett and Post Malone, you know, touring together, like these two very different entities... But it seems to be a uh, a partnership that really works out. Uh, talk about that a little bit. I think uh, the more I think about that question, and every year we 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 you know we reflect on that relationship 
every time we meet, we reflect on, 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 on the value of our relationship. But it goes down to two persons, two characters, and two visions. And I have to say that uh, both are visionaries in the case of Drew Estate, Jonathan Drew, in the case of our company, our family, uh, my father, Dr. Cuenca, they are both visionaries in their own way. Uh, they have different, you know, different backgrounds, different cultures, different styles, different age, whatever. But they are both visionaries um, in their own way. Remember where Jonathan comes from and how he basically, you know, proposed that he would re re rebuild this industry and this rebirth of cigars concept came to be. And I think that nobody can deny what what he and his team and the company have achieved to this date. Uh, and they continue to do so moving forward. Uh, on the other extreme, you have my father that even though it's not as visible as Jonathan, at least in the United States, he decided to invest in one of the riskiest business in a post-war country where there was zero vision of what would happen in the cigar industry if there was going to be one in Nicaragua. So he set the groundwork for the beginning of the second genesis of the Nicaraguan cigar industry, which today I would say is the leading cigar making industry in the world. We are the leading cigar uh, country in the world, without a question, without a doubt, not only in terms of volume, but also in terms of quality and market recognition. And, he, you know, both of them had the vision of in my father in one direction and Jonathan in one direction. And eventually those paths crossed. And I think that uh, we wouldn't be here having this conversation, obviously, if it wasn't because of, of them uh, individually and then coming together. And I don't think that the fact that we are so different and that they are so different as personalities uh, is actually a weakness or a risk. I think on the contrary, I think that the driving force behind the relationship is that spirit of game changing of uh, being of the will to do things a little bit different and to risk it. You know, both of them were, were when they decided to join forces, they had this clear vision of where they wanted to go together. And it didn't matter where they come from, didn't matter what their first language was, it didn't matter what their cultural background was. One was a, you know, PhD economist. The other one was a self-made cigar businessman. Uh, and they joined that vision. And I think that was, in the beginning, they set down a very solid groundwork for whatever came next. Remember, and I don't know if, if, if Dojo was around when, when the relationship began, but back then, not a lot of people went, went bad on the relationship between Hoya and Nicaragua and Drew State because precisely they thought we were completely opposites. Uh, nowadays, I see the relationship more like a yin and yang. Uh, we are, to Drew State's yang, we are the yin, we are our yang, uh, right. uh, which basically means that the, 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 the opposites would combine and they would balance each other to create this harmony. And in a way, although most people don't see it and don't realize it, that's what we actually have. And we work beautifully together. We've been working uh, beautifully together for 13 years. Of course, as any good marriage, we have up and downs and we have, you know, crisis and, and tough moments that only make you better uh, and doesn't it has in, for the those many challenges that we've had in the industry from the 2008 financial crisis when we just had started the relationship then to all the changes in the state then to all the regulation and legislation 
and to their current crisis, uh, we've stuck together and we've only come become stronger after that. Uh, so I think that the success of the relationship more than explained by the way the differences interact between each other has to do with that inspiration that both our leaders and founders have given us. That uh, if we are committed, uh, even if we have strong differences, that we do have strong differences, but we find the balance and we find the best out of each other. So we've learned so much from Drew Estate and from almost everybody in Drew Estate, man, from, from the guys at the factory to Jonathan to Glenn, who's the CEO, to all of the reps to whom I've had the beautiful pleasure of, of, of joining them on the road, uh, to the people in their warehouse. We learn so much from them that they help us become better. And one of the reasons why we become better also is thanks to them, thanks to many of our partners, but primarily thanks to, to the estate. And we hope that we've also permeated a little bit of our own experience and our own um, uh, good things to them too. Um, I think that the fact that we're having this conversation 13 years after the fact it's a good testament that things have been working very, very good. Does, uh, does your, does, has your dad ever, like, you know, tried to, tried to sort of, like, dial Jonathan back on his fashion sense? Like, you know, Jonathan walks into a meeting. You're going to be in our factory. <laughs> He's like, uh, maybe, like, only <laughs> only two hats today. Maybe just two hats and can the steampunk sunglasses. The goggles, can they? can they? The contrary. I think that one of the things that drove my father uh, closer to Jonathan was precisely the uniqueness and the originality of Jonathan's personality. You know, he wasn't pretending to be someone who wasn't, he wasn't having, you know, he wasn't dressed with his guayabera and had forcing to be something that he wasn't. And that authenticity, I think, was one of the things that my father really appreciated. And I remember, I remember because this is, uh, when I began in the company, it was actually more or less the same time when, when the relationship began. And I remember meeting Jonathan for the first time and, and seeing that precisely that personality that you mentioned, you know, the, the orange glasses, <laughs> the shorts and the flip-flops in an industry that you expect everybody to be, you know, very, uh, you know, guayabera and hat. Um, we are not the type of guayabera and hat either, but uh, Jonathan was indeed the different. He was the outlier in, in many ways at that, and he continues to be. And I think that's part of what my father found more appealing uh, of him and of the company that he wanted to do things really, really differently. He was he was trying to do it in a very authentic and legitimate way. Crazy, of course, but legitimate and authentic. And I think that authenticity is one of the one of Drew Estate's greatest, um, you know, greatest attributes and values. One, we got this one comment that says Juan keeps getting more handsome as the quarantine goes on. What, what's going on there? <laughs> My hair, man. I haven't gone to the to cut my hair for about two and a half months now. So, <laughs> dude, it's working for you, man. I mean, don't don't stop now. I mean, heck, just grow that thing. Get out. a playoff beard going on. You yeah. Know? Yeah. No, the beard is coming down eventually. But my wife, we actually had a debate yesterday with my kids and my wife. So this is a six-year-old and a two and a half-year-old saying that I should cut my hair and that they will cut my hair, and my wife saying, "Don't touch <laughs> the hair. Let's not do that. Let's not go there." Remember, you have too many uh, Zoom meetings to go to. Don't cut your. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know. Am I speak? I, I guess I shouldn't say this. I don't even know. But like, is it, is it? Can I say congratulations? Like, is that okay to say? Or you? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah. Okay, I didn't want to like throw that out there. But another baby on the way. Congratulations, everybody on Facebook. 
Give a thumbs up to Juan. Number three, number, number three. baby number three is is on the way, brother. Congratulations. Thank you very much, man. I appreciate oh, it. That's awesome. Hey, Juan, I can just, you know, everybody, I think, watching the show tonight on Facebook can sense the pride that you have in in the company, Nicaraguan Tobacco, and what you guys are doing. But, like, this company has jumped some major hurdles. Um, we're talking the hurdles like the war in the 80s, uh, earthquakes, uh, Hurricane Mitch, the social unrest that uh, Nicaragua has gone through in recent years, the FDA, uh, and then this year, unfortunately, COVID. Like, how many other things, you know, what next? Like, this company has gone through literally everything. You guys are a sword tested in fire, my friend. You know, I, and, and that goes back to the the, 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 the book itself. And I, I, I said that you can find it at a webpage that's called a story of resilience.com. That's precisely what we wanted to share with everybody. Uh, the, this resilience that um, I have to say, it's not the company itself, it's the people that make the company. You know, it's all of these people that have gone through so much, uh, through many, you know, obstacles, challenges, tragedies, and that they still come in every day with their head standing high, with a smile on their face. They work hard, they work their asses off. They go back home, they take care of their families, and they come back the next day. And they've been doing this consistently. And Nicaraguans are very good at that. You've been to Nicaragua quite a lot. You know, you were in Nicaragua twice in March. Yeah. You know how Nicaraguans are. And one of the things that Nicaraguans really, really are, uh, truly are, is hardworking. They are proud of what they do. Uh, they are legitimate. They are authentic. But they are also very strong. Uh, you know, as, this is like a muscle. This is like you, you have to practice it. When you have so many challenges, you start getting used to this. 2018 was a very tough year for us, as, as you will probably know, and we probably had this conversation back in the day. Uh, we had one of the toughest uh, socio-political crises in the last 30 years, social unrest and uh, civil unrest that was terrible. But today... 2018 proved to be like the warm-up for us. All right, right. <laughs> and that we prepared ourselves uh, in 2018 for, although at a local level, now we are facing it not at a global scale. So the panic, the anxiety, the you know, the the, the 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 being nervous, being cautious, all of that, we already did it. We just went back, literally, when we spoke about this in beginning of March, Coronavirus is coming. What are we going to do? The first thing I did was go back to my emails, search contingency plan 2018. Mm. And that was my first reaction to go back to what we had already discussed in terms of, you know, how we're going to make sure that people stay safe. They stay secure because that's our priority. If we don't have people safe, healthy, there's no cigars that we can make. How are we going to guarantee our supplies? How are we going to our materials? How are we going to guarantee that our products reach the global market? This is, if we were on 17th of March, we were talking about what happens if there are no flights coming out of Nicaragua. Come the end of March and all of these flights coming out of Nicaragua, coming in and out of Nicaragua are shut down. There is no commercial flight uh, from and out of Central America since the beginning of April. Right. And we ship our product via air. We still have UPS cargo and DHL working, so that's that's great. Uh, but most commercial airlines 
they're not going to start up again until July. And then, you know, it's, it's, and we had something similar in 2018. So we were already psychologically prepared. And I'm not saying that we're going to, you know, we're going to come out of this on scratch because nobody's going to come out of this on scratch. But at least we were psychologically, you know, we were focused. We, we knew our team was, you know, they started working. We, uh, we had already prepared, for example, our, our technology team to be able to work from home because we had already done it in 2018. So we immediately sent everybody home, connected through VPNs. Everybody's working like they were at the office. So that was immediate. And, and at the point I want to reach is that uh, all of these challenges have been a test. Have been a test of life, have been a test of nature, have been a test of God uh, to help us be stronger, to be more, uh, you know, to be honest with ourselves and what we can achieve, but also to be more cautious and to be aware that humanity is, uh, you know, is very fragile and that we need to take care of ourselves and our loved ones uh, as, as the first requirement. It doesn't matter if, you know, if things, if you cannot go to work. Uh, if you have to take care of your family, that's your priority. Right, right, absolutely. On, on a different note, on a sort of juxtaposition of topic, is that a Playboy book you have behind you? <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> Can we zoom in on what is going what? on at the Martinez household? No wonder he's got another kid on the way. <laughs> I mean, it's, it all it's, makes sense. It's, it's, this is actually a cool book, man. This is oh, it's just a cool book. Okay, uh, okay, right. All right, darn it, it's classy. Well, I just read it for the articles. I mean, you know, it's, that's what that's the actually articles. No the, there are no nudes on there. Just do the a book. quick flip through, and we'll have somebody can pause it whenever they want. You know. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh, hey. Oh, that's only one nude. Oh, it is. The only one. Hey, Juan. You know. A great book, uh, and we we did a lot of research going back to our book because we wanted to see how to make you know an interesting difference. Ooh, I was wondering Obviously. that centerfold on you guys' book was. I was like, what is this? <laughs> how do how do we make it different? So we went out and bought all of the cigar books out there, and we wanted to make it more interesting and different than a regular. That one made know. the shelf, though. I mean, now this one made the shelf. It did. Yeah. It's actually in my office, but I but now it's in my home. Hey Juan, uh, I gotta imagine like your your dad, you know, driving from Managua into Esteli, and you know I think there's like some uh, sixty four some odd cigar factories in Esteli, or maybe I don't know if that number's changed or gone up or gone down. Doesn't really matter, but I can sort of just imagine your, your thoughts of your of your father rolling into Esteli now compared to you know back in the day. I mean. What an amazing difference in such a short time span. Like it's gone from essentially your factory to the hub of premium cigars in the entire world. Like that just seems like for him, there's there must be some sense of pride and also just some sense of wonderment. It, 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 it's not only for him, for everybody, you know, for Nicaraguans that don't travel to Esteli often because they're not in the industry or whatever. When they go to Esteli, they're amazed of what, you know, what the epicenter of the cigar world is. Um, and it's not only about the, the, you know, the factories that have come up, the, you know, the impressive facilities, but also about the people. You know, my father has, uh, you know, dozens of stories of, of people that came with nothing that he knew, that he met, um, people who, you know, who didn't know anything about cigars or tobacco, and they came to Hoya Nicaragua or to our people and that they, they wanted to learn and to do something interesting. 
Um, and he always, and, 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 and going back to the crisis and the resilience thing, he always teaches us that, that uh, when he began and he, he actually took the risk of investing in the company, Esteli, coming to Esteli, the road that you come out to anybody who has been there, a beautiful road that you drive from Managua 150 kilometers north, that didn't exist. It was actually dirt road coming up to Nicaragua, destroyed by the war. Um, the Valley of Jalapa, where we currently have our tobacco plantations, where most of the tobacco plantations, or I would say almost half of the tobacco plantation in Nicaragua happens, uh, was basically land mines. Was, you know, the whole valley was, on, was covered with land mines that you cannot come there if, right. uh, because it was a war zone. Um, in 1993, Esteli was actually hijacked. The whole city was hijacked by a guerrilla. Uh, this is 1983. This is already after the war and everything. Uh, so the city has grown a lot. Uh, people have grown a lot. There's been great influence from foreigners, uh, foreign companies, but also foreign individuals. Um, that has always also posed some challenges for the development of the city, you know, because when you have so many factories located in one small geographical place, uh, you, you know, you have challenges for getting labor and then you have sometimes too much money being give, given out, you know, as, as whatever and people getting used to a certain uh, standard of living that's not common in the rest of Nicaragua. Uh, Esteli is one of the uh, richest places in the country as a city outside of the capital precisely because of the power of the cigar industry. There are homes in Esteli that are two times nicer than homes in, in Managua, in the capital. Uh, you know, so it's, it's the, the city has changed quite a lot. And uh, he always talks about, you know, how uh, Placencia, the Placencia family, how the Perez family uh, from ASP and, of course, Padron, who were the old guys back then who came down uh, and, and, and worked together at the beginning of the, of the cigar industry, how they you know, sort of created everything from scratch when there was nothing that, like what we have today. Right. That sort of leads me into my uh, final question before, Jordan, I don't know if you have any other ones, but um, the final question before we get into our weekly top three conversation. Uh, I asked the same question to Bobby Newman of J.C. Newman a few weeks ago, Juan, and I'll ask it to you because you guys are also a traditional company that has a huge history behind it. The the not only has Esteli changed over the years dramatically, but it seems like uh, cigar smokers in general, uh, the tastes, the desires, the what they want to smoke has also changed. It, do you find it difficult to stay relevant in sort of this you know world of what's next? You know, you come out with a cigar and you hand it to somebody at a trade show. Look, this is our brand new cigar, and the first thing out of their mouth is. Awesome. What's next? Like, is it difficult for a company like you guys to stay relevant in the modern cigar hobby? Um, I think that question has like a few different dimensions that we, we need to talk about. And uh, the, the, the product itself is one of the challenges. You know, cigars, this product is handmade using natural uh, long leaf tobacco. Um, we don't add any chemicals, no additives, nothing. So when you talk about newness, uh, it's very hard to talk about innovation in cigars. You know, you can innovate in the way you pack the cigar or the name, the way you name the cigar or the, main, or the, the way you, you market the cigar. 
but the product itself is very, very hard to change. Uh, of course, you can have tobaccos that are older, or you can have different varieties of tobacco, but there's a limit of how much you can do in order for this product to continue being what it is, and without changing its core essence of being handmade, a handcraft. Uh, so in that sense, it is very challenging to try to, to make uh, you know, the best or, or the next appealing cigar for the marketplace, especially in the United States. And uh, that sort of always forces us to have the conversation with people and say, you know, first of all, uh, this is an industry of time. Uh, and there are, uh, and I don't want to, you know, sound redundant, but there are a few companies in the industry that use the concept of time very wisely. From Davidoff to, to Arturo Fuente, you cannot rush the, 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 the whatever of time, you know, you cannot time well spend. The concept of time is key. Uh, and cigars, you know, are, are timeless in themselves. Uh, and not only in the, in the sense of how long it takes for a cigar to be made, from the moment that the seed is planted in the fields to the moment that cigar is enjoyed, we can have, you know, five, six, seven, even more years, depending on the variety of the tobaccos or the, the harvest and everything. So it's a, it takes time. It takes time to have a great cigar. It takes time to have great tobacco. It takes time to have a beautiful blend. Uh, but when we go to the market, you know, people are exactly asking for what's new, what's new, what's next. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Ironically, uh, when I go into shows like this, a lot of people, so what's, what's Hoya and Nicaragua working next? Well, how, what can we look forward to? And then my first instinct is to say, you know, um, have you tried all of our cigars first? And if you haven't, then even our oldest cigar, like the Classico, which most people haven't smoked, uh, is new for you. You should try it, you know, try it because it's going to be new. Uh, we have enough. There are enough cigars in the marketplace uh, for everybody to, you know, spend their years without duplicating or replicating something that they already tried in the past. Um, and that takes me to the other dimension that has to do with, with the trade itself. You know, when you go to a shop in the United States and you go into that walking humidor, how many brands and how many SKUs do you have? You know, you have yeah. hundreds sizes and varieties and origins and, and factories and brands. Only us, we have more than 60 SKUs that or facings that come into the humidor. Not all of them in all of the shops, but we have quite a few of them. Uh, and like us, we have, you know, many, many companies from all over the place. So to be coming with something new constantly means that we're going to have to come out, come out with something old. Right. But you already enjoy something like an Antonio 1970, the OG, like you call it, which is an original brand that it's a staple that people love. It's a legendary brand. To take it out of the market would be a crime. It would be like a suicide for us. <laughs> that That brand has like, 18, eight, eight different vitolas, eight different sizes uh, that most people haven't tried all of them. Um, so, and out of respect, not only to smokers, but also to retailers, when we come out with a cigar, we invite them to trust us. Our, you know, our vision is, trust me that this cigar is good enough that it will sell and that the investment that you're making in acquiring this product in not only one box, you're going to buy at least four boxes of one new brand is going to be worth it for you. It's going to be, you know, you're, it's going to turn, it's going to sell. Uh, but I'm not, also, not, I'm not the only one asking you at this show, if we were at the PCA, let's say. Everybody else is asking you the same. But you still have products from us that probably uh, rotate 
some product doesn't sell as fast. You wish it would sell faster. So out of respect to people, we try to avoid making a lot of new stuff constantly. Although in the past, in the past few years, we've come out with one new brand every year. Um, I think that is going to hit a wall, to be fair. Uh, because one, regulation is upon us, so there's so much you can do with new stuff uh, without necessarily recycling old product. Um, and the second is that people are going to realize that uh, having the good things that you like, that you rely on, and having it there available and consistently and you know at a good price point is better than having constantly something new. And not really, you know, not knowing if that product is going to be good and if it's not going to be, you know, uh, a success or not. So I think that over time, people are going to gravitate toward their what they trust, what they believe in, and we will continue to do something, some things differently. We're going to have line extensions, we're going to have new sizes, but we're not necessarily be coming up with new new brands themselves. Because it takes time. It takes it's time. A, it's a little bit more of like a deliberate uh, growth. Like you can't just be throwing stuff at the wall. You have to take time and like really decide like, okay, is this the is this the line extension that that we really need at this point? We can't like in the past, maybe six years ago, you could maybe be a little uh, less careful about that growth. But now you kind of have to be a little bit more careful about how you expand. Um. On a lighter note, yes, guys. lighter note. Juan, what do you think about these jokes about the name Juan? Like uh, the comments are going crazy because Juan Cancel's in the comments, and it's it's a wonderful life, <laughs> darling. You look wonderful tonight. Two thousand Juan, a space odyssey. Like it, this has been going on for half the show. Like is this is that just too easy, or is or what do you think about these jokes? Be honest, Juan. You what do you need, man? You have a server there? Good for you. Yes. Um, that's a, that's a fun, man. I, I, I remember having that uh, those uh, jokes at, uh, back in the day. Uh, Juan is actually interesting because it's the most common name in this the uh, Spanish-speaking uh, language. So when you go to the you used to go to the white pages and look for people, Juan Martinez, which is my first and my last name, would be the most common name there. Uh, they, uh, when I go through immigration in the United States, they force me to open up my chest and show that, that I don't have, <laughs> that I'm not, you know, a, a Mara guy because my name is so common that I always raise a flag. Um, but in a way, it's it's a simple name. It's a great name because it's it's very easy to make, to to pronounce to say, and it's not complicated, and it's one. Even, well, even trying well, to Skype you tonight, we type in Juan Martinez, yeah, was, and there was five hundred thousand Juan that Martinez. Was, that was a challenge right there. <laughs> All right, Which is for us, it's good because we can basically, you know, go under the radar. Yeah, whatever. Nice. Oh, that was Juan Martinez. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I did. Not, I did good. not prep you for this, Juan. So uh, you can just chime in as you as you feel. But Jordan, it's time for the weekly top three. The weekly top. So, guys, what do you think of the new jingle? If you, yeah, that was pretty good. If you guys are watching on Facebook right now, please help us out. So, tonight's topic, the weekly top three, is the top three greatest trophies in sports. Now, Jordan, I feel like what sports? Does that still exist? I yeah, I feel like two of these were easy, but I mean, the third, one of them's obvious. The third one 
is the hard is the hardest one. So maybe folks can help us out. So I, I think that I think that it was a unanimous decision, Juan, that the Stanley Cup for the NHL is the ultimate trophy. I think it's from the 1800s, and it's it literally does. the same cup at the top, or at least close. It's the same. It's the only of the major sports that the it's the same trophy, right? Every year, nobody nobody gets it. Right, it's just you only it, get a bar. All you do is you get your name etched into it, and then they add rings, and then those rings eventually have to be taken off because it gets too full. Like the Stanley Cup seems to be That's that. That is the ultimate trophy. And then number two, I think, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong, but the Borg Warner Trophy, which is what you win if you win the Indianapolis 500, is an amazing trophy, and I'll tell you why. It's similar to the Stanley Cup in that it is. It is a singular trophy. There's not a bunch of these trophies. But every single winner of the Stanley Cup, his face, there's like a, a, a little three-dimensional version of that winner's face is actually put onto the that, Borg Warner trophy. That's cool. That would be hard to do for the NHL. It could, you couldn't do There'd it. There would be 500,000 no. little faces on it. You there. couldn't do it for the NHL. So that's why it's so amazing that you can do it. For the Indianapolis 500, but number three, Juan, do you, do you have any thoughts on another amazing trophy in sports? This is a tough one. Uh well, to be fair, it's you, that's very niche. What you gave me the both of them. I'm actually not a not a hockey fan. Um, not yet. Fan, you know, not yet at least. Uh, for me, I would say the, uh, the, the 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 football, the soccer World Cup, is one of the the top, uh, just for the fact that it's a global thing, you know. So, what are, Juan, what do they give out if you win the World Cup? What What is the trophy? Do you know? Yeah, it's a trophy. There's, I think it's like a bunch of hands with a ball that resembles the uh, the globe. Uh, so it's a weird, doesn't necessarily look. I do think that they replicate it. So every country that wins it gets like a replica. But it's supposed to be the same one that they they get. The same they one. Get, the same one. So people have said I've I've heard people like talking about like you get the green jacket right the green jacket gold jacket green jacket who gives yeah. <laughs> you get the Vince Lombardi trophy in football that's another one that's another biggie right uh, I I I think all Valley Karate from uh, Karate Kid is of course one of them <laughs> I mean oh yeah that's obviously right that's, Ralph Macchio that's get obviously in the top there yeah. So that's interesting. Like, it seems to me Heisman. Like the Heisman. Uh, that's Heisman. That's pretty good. I mean, you just know that from the, that pose. There's a stance. There's a pose to the Heisman. And, like, Which, what's that? What's the Heisman? That is it, the best college football player of a given year. And if you just strike that pose, like, people just instantly know, like, that's, that's Heisman. Heisman. Like, I don't even know what they give out in baseball and basketball. I have no idea. No clue. Does anybody know? I don't know. I'm I, don't, I don't even think they do I'm, one. I'm showing my ignorance. But. I think it's just like a participation t- award type of thing. <laughs> That's terrible. Juan's probably rolling in his in, in, in his shoes great. right now because, <laughs> you know, baseball's a big sport in Nicaragua. That's I the mean. soccer out there. You know, it's baseball too, right? You guys are into baseball down there? National sport now slowly getting taken over by, by, by football, soccer that we call right. uh, football here. All right, folks, so um, that, uh, Juan, you can't go away. So before you go, uh, first of all, I want to thank you for taking the time on a Friday night to be with us on Smoke Night Live. It was a fantastic episode. We learned a ton about Hoya de Nicaragua and, uh, and all things go. We got to virtually give a trophy. Jordan, that was incredible. 
Juan, that's the first time we've virtually given a trophy. That is the first time, but it will actually be not just Hopefully virtually, it'll but it'll also be. Yeah, in, it's physical. It's physical as well. It's not just virtually. So, so Juan, you got any final words for Dojo Nation from Hoya de Nicaragua and things going on in Nicaragua, my friend? Uh, yes, a few things. First of all, of course, um, I have to say that the shirt that Jordan is wearing is actually <laughs> my favorite shirt that I wear almost every day during quarantine. Nice. So my really refer to the big fat guy with the cigar. Uh, That's right, baby. I remember getting that shirt at the Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest a few years ago. It's an awesome shirt, man. Um, I think uh, it's a challenging year, you know. It's uh, yeah. But at the same time, it's, uh, it's a good year in the sense that it forces everybody to, to think of how to do things differently and how to do things better. Not only for all of us to be, you know, better human beings, uh, how to have better communities, how to have better countries, and how to have a better humanity. In many ways, we have a lot of work to do in that sense. But as an industry, in particular as a cigar community, this has shaken us off the ground, man. For us, I've been traveling uh, for one week at least per month for the last 12 years. Wow. And this has been the longest that I've been without traveling, without boarding a plane. Uh, this has been the longest that I've been without, you know, going to a cigar event, without going to a, you know, meeting with people. Um, so it's been a challenge to deal with this, this whole situation, and it, it's not gonna get better soon. Uh, it poses many challenges, but it also has forced us to to reckon that we do need to think outside of the box and think about things differently, do things differently. Uh, for some of the things, we were more prepared than, than, than in other cases. For example, we were prepared not to come to PCA uh, already, so we were getting used to the idea of not coming to the show itself, but we were not ready to not be with the shops and not be uh, doing events personally. But on the other side, we've had the opportunity to engage with people around the world, in the United States, with cigar smokers that we've never had dreamt of engaging with and meeting through Zoom, through Skype, through Hangouts. And this has opened a new realm of possibilities. And I have to say, what the cigar community has done in the face of this has been astounding. I've been trying to research a lot if other um, products, other, other industries have opened up so much to technology and trying to maintain the community and the connectedness between each other, between consumers, between consumers and media, between consumers and manufacturers, between brand owners, nobody has done it the way the cigar industry has done it. Um, and I think that's the tribute to the love and the passion that all of cigar lovers have, uh, you know, from people that have stayed connected with their close ones in their virtual lounges to all of the Zoom sessions and all of the Skype sessions that we've having, everybody has been having has in a way opened up the great new deal of possibilities, but at the same time has shown us the strength and love of the cigar community. And I can only thank everybody who has been willing to step up and listen and to watch all of the, you know, the lives, the Instagram live, Facebook live, and all the shows that are now becoming the new uh, normal. Um, and being part of that, you know, from, from the rich lies to the Dukes that are, you know, constant, watchers of our shows and, and being present, that's true love, man. And that, I can only say that I'm very, very proud to be part of this industry. 
but it only showcases uh, the power of the cigar, man, the power of community. And you guys, Dojo Nation, and you guys in your community have that in your core. So in a way, I just wanted to recognize that, that if it wasn't because of cigar smokers, and in a way because of what you guys do showcasing our products and giving us those beautiful awards, we wouldn't be here. We wouldn't be doing what we do. We wouldn't be enjoying what we do as much. And uh, on behalf of everybody from our factory in Esteli and everybody in Esteli and everybody in Nicaragua who's very proud of our products and our industry and now is, you know, in a way surviving thanks to you guys. Um, if there is a grain of hope that more than 40,000 people in Esteli and in northern Nicaragua have is that people continue to enjoy their cigars. Folks, and if that doesn't get you fired up, oh nothing will. I mean, come that on. That was a speech. That was, like a, that was like a Vince Lombardi-style speech, one. Come on. No, it's true, man. It's true, man. When, when you see the challenges that other industries are facing, and not to talk about tourism, not to talk about you know the restaurant industry and the bar industry, but to think that we are still here and that we are resilient together from cigar shops, online, offline, curbside, and people continue to support their small brick-and-mortar retail that please do. Uh, even if they don't have their lounge open, please make sure that you buy your cigars from the small guys around the corner because they really, really need us. And we need each other, man. We need the smokers, but we also need you guys at the media. We need the retail. So we're going to come out of this stronger, man. We're going to come out of this better. Uh, hopefully next year we're going to have to see much more fun stuff coming out of this other than the you know, COVID named cigars that are coming gonna come on. <laughs> no, please, please, God, no, please. Let, I want, I want, I want to recognize what you guys particularly do at the dojo. Um, much more respect and much love to to not only the platforms and your media and your communication, but the community that you have built since since very early on, and the way that you've been able to identify people with you and people identifying with you has been marvelous, man. So thank wow. you very much. To everybody who's watching, to continue to support our industry, uh, buying our cigars, enjoying our cigars, sharing the experience, and you know, uh, uh, withstanding all of the loud speaking from the cigar makers out there. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that, man. That was that was beautiful, actually, beautiful. Uh, don't do not leave one. I got to talk to you after the show. We it have might some, not have ever been said. We better. have some we have some business to discuss after the show. Wink, wink, hint. Could there? <clears throat> um, be so, so, guys, uh, this is exciting. Things are getting rolling. Guess what? Wednesday is the premiere. Jordan is the premiere episode mm -hmm. of Flavor Odyssey season two. Season two, season back with a vengeance. Two, and they're going to first be exploring Connecticut shade wrappers. And I don't want to do too many spoilers, but I'm pretty sure the numero uno is going to be in somewhere in that first four weeks. Remember when oh. Die Hard 2 came out and it was Die Hard 2, Die Harder. Yeah. that that's, This is like that. It's flavor Odyssey Harder. Harder. Harder, which will be amazing. And and Wednesday, the very first episode of Season 2 will feature, obviously, Robbie and Randy, our, our, our hosts. But uh, another Nicaraguan legend, uh, Nick Perdomo, will be on the show talking about, you know, how... A, a Connecticut shade wrapper might pair well with a cocktail. And this week, the cocktail is a Moscow Mule. So if you want to join in on Wednesday and have some fun, get yourself a Numero Uno, if you can. 
If you can't get a numero uno, you could grab the Antonio CT would be a good, a good second choice. Uh, but just get a Connecticut Shade uh, cigar and make yourself a Moscow Mule or a Kentucky Mule or some type of mule. Join the fun. Join Nick Perdomo. That's going to be an amazing episode. And then Jordan, uh, next yes. Friday night, a week from tonight, I will be in Vegas and we will be inducting five members into the Cigar Dojo members. If you put Randy in that Hall of Fame, I will be ticked. Hey, Randy's got a shot. He's been he 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 has been <laughs> he always well, campaigned better than anyone in history. He's been efforting. Obviously. He's been efforting. Would you say he's been efforting? Well, I'm more than efforting. He's been efforting. He's been annoying everyone on the <laughs> internet. <laughs> no, that's true. So, uh, guys, it's Friday night. We're gonna have some fun. You know, we really haven't pushed hard lately. We really haven't pushed hard the now playing. Grab your Dojo app. I want to see on the Dojo app what you guys are listening to. I want to see the songs, the bands that we're listening to tonight. What is what is the theme song for tonight, Jordan? I want to. We're gonna that. find out. We're gonna find out tonight. What's that? Oh, Yes, of yes. course. So we actually came out uh, this week with a series of playlists mm-hmm. for everybody to enjoy. So if you go into Spotify and you look for Hoya Cigars. We actually have our favorite playlist from modern Nicaragua to our uh, rolling floor uh, sounds to our my favorite uh, uh, sounds, my father's favorite sounds. So Spotify is a great space to share the music, man. So if anybody can can share, go to uh, Hoya Cigars in Spotify and follow that. Jordan, we've been meaning to do that for a long time. We almost did it, and then you forgot. I did, and every time I think of send us your favorites, and we'll do the. The Hoya and Dojo uh, playlist. All uh, right, excellent. And every time, Jordan, I think of music in Nicaragua, mm. I think of that song because Pedro would play it on the bus all the time. Oh. Or no, it was Henry. Rain makes corn. Yeah, that song. Corn makes whiskey. Who, who is that? Who's that? Whiskey makes my Luke, baby. Luke Bryan. Luke yeah, Bryan. Luke Bryan. That's that's the song. It's just like you didn't expect that to, to, on a bus in Nicaragua. Yeah, exactly. It was going to be amazing. So, guys, let's have some fun tonight. Uh, not only that, but share what you're smoking, share what you're drinking on the Dojo app. We'll be uh, participating all night long, as we always do every single Friday night. This is the best night of the week, Jordan, because it's Friday and we're kicking it. off the weekend. And not only that, we're kicking off a Memorial Day weekend. So I live for this night every this, single week. I live for this weekend. We get to pay homage to those that gave everything, that sacrificed everything so that we could stay right. free. God bless those folks. Thank you for everything that you did for us. And that's why we are here today. And we're not going to give up that freedom easily. I'm telling you that right now, boys. I'm telling you, that freedom is still here. I can feel it in my bones. Liberty still lives Ooh. in America, ladies and gentlemen, and we're going to celebrate that this weekend. Until next week, remember, never, never smoke, smoke alone. alone. We'll see you guys next Friday night. Introducing the all-new Romeo y Julieta Passione. The story of this cigar dates back almost a year during a visit to the Flor de Coupon factory in Honduras. We witnessed the endless amount of passion and love the workers put into each and every cigar. This hand-rolled cigar uses a blend of Dominican and Honduran filler tobaccos, along with a rich and flavorful binder from the U.S. The wrapper is a zesty Ecuadorian Habano leaf that offers up notes of pepper, leather, nuts, and a dash of cocoa. Ignite your passion and pick up a box of the Romeo y Julieta Passion at jrcigars.com.